say before we get into the message. The world teaches and it shows you to make investments, save back for a rainy day. With God's kingdom is different. They tell you to save in the world's kingdom, but in God's kingdom, he says give. Yes. Give. give. Say give. give. And then it will be given back. Yes. That's an investment you can't do without. Yes. Let me encourage you. Give and see what God will do. Try me, he says in Malachi, yes. and see what God will do. New Testament says, given and shall be given back. See what God will do. I understand the natural thinking is saving, saving, saving for a rainy day. Pastor, I'm on a fixed income. So am I. If I don't work 40 hours, I don't get paid. Huh. I'm still on a fixed income. Matter of fact, I don't get a promise or I get a guarantee of getting money back or getting money if I don't go to work. If I work 32 hours, I just get 30 out of two hours. So, I'm encouraging you. I want to see you blessed in the coming year. I want to see you to prosper. I want to see you be in heaven. As the Bible talks about, give and it shall be given. Invest in the kingdom of God and see what he will do. Now, let me get into the message. Uh, pray for those that are traveling. We got some that are traveling this morning. Some are going out of state and, and doing other things. It's good to have Sister Carol back. Been for two weeks, so it's good to have her back. Good to have Brother Joe. He's been uh, busy. His work is kind of overflowing and blessings in that regard. So he's been working. So uh, the door is for him, though. Praise God. He's going to be with us more on Sundays. And uh, Brother Richard's not here with us, but we have some that are sick. My daughter woke up. Uh, she was battling yesterday, and she woke up. Of course, being pregnant is sometimes... Things come about, and Sister Tammy called in, others, uh, and that. So keep them in prayer as uh, the traveling as well as uh, this time and season. Those, uh, and then there's just some that just didn't want to be here. Pray for them. They got to put a fire underneath them. <laughs> Light a fire, God. Get them involved in the kingdom of God. Uh, now's not the time to have a nice day off, just to enjoy. God's blessed us so much. Why not give back and by your presence in the church? Uh, do me a favor. It says, turn to someone. And Sister Dina, you may have to get out of your seat. I don't care which way you go. I know she's sitting by herself. And go tell someone, thanks. Come on, find somebody and go tell them, thanks. Pastor, can I testify Yes. No, oh, praise the Lord. The Lord. Praise the Lord. And that really meant something to her. Well, you're, you are very welcome. And we thank God we were able to do that. I told her, we have a good church. And she said, yes, you do. <laughs> and I look for her to come one day. I do, too. I do, too. I invited her and told her to come out. Dollar a week, that helps us to build, too. Not only internally, to help Sister Bonnie, because when you go through tough times, we're able to give out. And we have some families we're helping. So every dollar you give does go for the kingdom of God. Now, this is what I want you to do. Why did I ask you to, to tell your neighbor thanks? 
Usually you want to know, thanks for what? <laughs> Why? Now, you don't have to get out of your seat. Just kind of look at him and says, thanks for being here in church this morning. <clears throat> Let me say this. Thank you for being here this morning. And you are a blessing to every single one of us that we see you and we thank God for you. Uh, let me say before I go too far, welcome all those that are on the internet, the website, and Facebook. We've advanced just a little bit further beyond just the website. And so they're on with us, listening to us. And uh, we're getting ready to do some other things in the future. So uh, thank God we're expanding. And so I welcome all those outside uh, the realm that's here from New Creation Fellowship, but is part of us outside of these four walls so you can listen to see what's going on. If you would, open your Bibles to Psalms 100. Two verses we will read if you would... When you get there, stand to your feet for the reading of God's word as we honor him in this we give to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The writer of this psalm, it's a psalm of thanksgiving. I'm not going to read the whole psalm, but I do want to read verses 4 and verse 5. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Oh, you sound as a good thank you. Amen. Y'all sound so good like it's stereo. Verse 4. <laughs> Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Say that with me. Read that sentence if you would. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Verse 5. For the Lord is good, his mercy endures, and his truth endures to all generations. Aren't you glad for God this morning? Yes. How many was thankful you were able to come to church this morning? Yes. How many is thankful that you entered in to the church that you were able to come into a nice, warm building? Isn't that good to know that? Don't have to worry about those uh, wood burners and the coal firing things that they used to have and all that. But thank God for a warmth. You may be in his presence. In Leviticus, when Moses set up offerings, set up feet times in areas, uh, we, we think about those times when the atonement comes about and they would give offerings. There was one offering called the peace or thank offering. It was spontaneous. You could have come any time that you wanted to and give a offering to the Lord. It's almost just like giving a sacrifice for sins. But this is the offering that you gave is for fellowship. It's a fellowship offering. It was spontaneous. It was relational with the Lord. It's the first steps of entering into the presence of the Lord. You've had in his presence yet, but you come in with thanksgiving. How many is thankful that God's blessed you this year? Yes. You're still alive. You're still looking good. Tell your neighbor, says, Pastor said, you're looking good. <laughs> but that's just the first step. You're not into his presence yet, but you come in with thanksgiving. Israel lost out when they were in the wilderness because they all they want to do is, I want, I want, I want. 
Give me, give me, give me. Have you known people like that? Give me, give me, give me. Never thankful for what they've got. Never thankful for the roof over their head, shoes on their feet, clothes on their back, the food on the table. Never thankful. But that's the first steps. God, thank you for Erica. Thank you for the United States we live in. A lot of nations don't have what we have. But God has blessed us to be a blessing. We thank God for that. The second phase, second step is to praise. Enter his courts with thanksgiving and with praise. Second step, praise him. Exalt him. Lift him up. Praise is the next step that you get to his presence. As you lift him up, you know what happens when you start praising? Your mobs will drop off. You'll find yourself in a place of not discouragement, but you are encouraged. Look what the Lord has done. Look what he's done for me. He's healed my body. He touched my mind, and some people need to be touched in the mind. And God touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Thank God. Praise his lovely name. Praise his holy name. But then you move into worship. When you move into worship, that's when you really come into his presence. Thanksgiving is a time when we stop. And I thank God that in America we've done that. Not many nations do this. They don't take and make it. They've made a federal holiday. Thank God for that. But there's so many in the world looking at the greed and not what God has done. So many companies, and they will be hurt in the long run. They think they're getting blessed because they're obtaining. But our money system has gone down to the tubes in so many ways that we can't buy what we used to. But God's presence is what we desire. Thanks is an offering. It's a gift. It's a sacrifice. When you thank somebody, you're giving from something that was given to you. Something that God has placed with us. We have sunshine. We have rain. We have all the things of the amenities that God has placed with us. And we thank God for what he's done. Yes. And when you thank him, just like somebody thanking you, maybe you give him $100. Thank you, Brother Joe. <laughs> and you, somebody gives you something, you reach out and say, thank you. I noticed something, the difference is the way you operated. Some of you reached out to your hand. Thank you. Some of you hugged each other. Thank you. Some of you just kind of greet each other. Thank you. But what was the purpose? What's the reason why? Why do we give God thanks? Why should we give God thanks? He's given us so much, church. He's blessed us so much, church. That's the reason why when we take this time uh, as a family, as a church family to give thanks, this is Thanksgiving Sunday. We can celebrate what God's done. He gave his only begotten son that I don't have to perish, but I have eternal life. Thank you, Lord. He wrote my name down in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Lord. I give him praise. That's the first steps. God, I didn't deserve this, but thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited for what God has done and what he's about to do. Psalms 107, he says, come and give a sacrifice of thanksgiving in verse 22. Psalms 95 says, 
In verse 2, come into his presence with thanksgiving. There's a song written on that. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. I can't sing it, but it sounds good in my heart. Psalms 116, it says in verse 17 of that chapter, offer, offer, give of sacrifice of thanksgiving. This time is a time that we can give God thanks. We can give him praise. The key is sacrifice. Give an offer of thanks. Don't cost you anything other than say, God, I thank you. Can we, before we go any further, can you stand and say, thank you, Lord? We thanked each other. Let's thank the Lord. Come on. Come on. Just give the Lord thanks right now. God, I thank you. God, I praise you. I glorify you, Jesus. I thank you for your many and mighty and wonderful blessings. God, you have given us so much. God, you blessed us so much. God, we didn't deserve it, but God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Praise your lovely name, God. Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Any good church? Yes. The goodness of the Lord. Oh, we serve an awesome God. Oh, we are so blessed, so blessed. You may be seated. Did we find that song, Alabaster Box? While she's looking for that, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 7. Go down to verse 36, if you would, please. Read a few verses here about an individual that came and gave thanks to the Savior. But let's read verse 36. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head, and she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Let's look some things here from Scripture because this comes into play that we must understand this issue of thanks. First of all, the Bible says that Jesus was invited to a house, to a house that he was not even recognized as a prophet as the Savior, as the Messiah. The Pharisee invited him just to kind of, all right, you're getting some accolades. You're getting some people following you. Let's bring you in. Teacher, come on in. That's all he was recognized as. But notice that a woman heard that Jesus was going to be in the house. The Bible describes her as sinner. The Bible describes her as a woman that had been in sin, done some things. It doesn't say who she was. It doesn't say what she did. This could describe you and I. We were sinners. 
I was once lost, but now I'm found. She heard the message from the Savior. I'm sure she did. This is where my hope is. This is where the answer is. It's in Jesus. It's in him and him only can I get forgiven of sin. She came, the Bible says, behind him. She was a sinner. She loved the Savior. She loved him and she wanted to give thanks. The Bible says she came behind him, not even in his forefront. Now you got to understand some things. They didn't have tables like we do where we sit around the table. They sat like in a couch around a table with their feet sticking into a place. And sometimes, some places they laid feet, head, feet, head, feet, head. Can you imagine coming off the streets of Jerusalem Stepping into places that you probably didn't want to because they wore sandals, your feet would stink. But this is something that even the Pharisee didn't even do, didn't offer anything to kind of do some things of accolades and recognizing and, and give him thanks. But this woman knew that Jesus was going to be in the house. She snuck in, come behind him, come to where his feet was. She didn't even count herself as worthy to see face to face. She was at his feet. The Bible says that she started to cry. Tears started coming about. It reminds me of what Jesus done for me. I didn't deserve his mercy. I'm not worthy. What does tears, what is tears? It can be tears of joy. It can be tears of pain and anguish. In some ways, I truly believe that she had some pains of anguish, sinful living. That was painful to her. I'm not worthy to come to where you're at, Jesus. I'll just come at your feet. I'll just come where you're at and just kind of bow down as this servant does. And when she did, tears started flowing. God, I'm not worthy. I'm a sinner. I'm someone that doesn't know you. I'm a someone that hasn't had relationship with you. But she brings an offering of praise and thanksgiving. Those tears were tears of thanks, of hearing a message. I may have some hope now. I may have some enlightenment now. I may have some forgiveness now. Thank God we have forgiveness. Thank God she felt if I can just get at his feet. If I can just get there where his feet is and just give him thanks for the message you're bringing. Good news. Good news. Are you thankful for the good news of Jesus? Aren't you thankful he brought the good news? She took the position of a servant. She was in a servant's mode. Tears fell. She was sorrowful, but she was thankful. Pains, when you go through situations and you start crying out to the Lord, as that last song we sung before we got into word, hear my cry, O Lord. Hear my cry, O Lord. She came. Tears flowed. It was like a fountain. So many tears that she had, so much of a painful life and experiences she had. She was a sinner. She didn't deserve to be in his presence. She didn't deserve to expect him to 
accepts her. She didn't deserve, but she says, I'll be a servant. I'll just be down at your feet, Jesus. If I can just get close to you, if I can just maybe uh, see your feet, see the place that your feet has gone that's carried the gospel, the good news, the forgiveness of sin came through the Savior. She became in that place not only of humiliation, because it was humbling to come down to somebody's feet. Tears were flowing. It was a time of submission to Jesus. Because when you kneel down to his feet, kneel down to a dignity, kneel down to someone else, you are kneeling down as a submissive servant or a submissive uh, person that says, I'm at your feet. She came here. This was Thanksgiving, though. She was giving thanks of the words. Hope, finally, hope came to her ears. Hope came to her situation. You know, we have a world that's out there that doesn't have hope. They're looking for change. They're looking for something. Only Jesus can change a heart. Only Jesus can forgive the sin. Only Jesus can wash away and make one white as snow. Only Jesus can. She heard the message. She heard and watched everybody following him. Hope finally came to the world. And she knew that. She was very submitted. She became a servant. Just, I'm here. The Pharisee didn't even bring his servants out to wash the feet because that was a custom of their day to wash their feet before they come in. Her tears gave way to honor. I want to honor you. Jesus, you've given me some hope that my sins are not going to keep me bound. The sins are going to bring death. Sins are going to send me to a place that I really don't want to go. I've been wrong. She was repenting. It was a tears of repentance. Have you ever been in those services where somebody has felt so, and I've seen it time and time again, they sit on their seat and they start, all of a sudden tears start flowing because they want to repent. They come to the altar and they soak the altar. Oh, if we could have a time again where people will come to the altar and truly repent. It's not time for entertainment. I've seen so much entertainment in the churches. It's time to get back to the old fashioned way of getting to God and allowing God to change the heart and forgiving lives and hearts. Yeah, yeah. We need that old fashioned way of getting back to him. The old path that he laid down for us. Jesus already he laid it down for us. Thank God for that. Tears of being close to Jesus. Not only honor, I'm close to him. I'm kneeling down before him. I'm at his feet. You remember when Jesus saved you? Truly forgave you and give you new life? You remember the moment when you got up, how you felt? It was like a weight lifted off of you. She met the Savior. She met the one that can give hope, the message that he brought. She met that. It says, now it feels like a load lifted over me. She had tears of honor, tears of sorrow, but yet tears of hope. Thank God for the hope. Thank God for the hope he gave me. Give me testimony on my part. If it wasn't for Jesus, where would I be? Where would I be? 
It's just a, a small token. If I can get on my knees, God, I'll do whatever. I'll go wherever. I'll fly wherever. If I can just be close to you, Jesus. She was close. She didn't care who was around. She just kind of give herself to him. She wiped his feet with her hair. You know what that's a sign of? Devotion. God, I'm going to give myself every part of me. Ladies, taking your hair and, and wiping somebody's feet that's been dirty, but now washed with her tears. She stuck her head down there and wiped him clean. She showed that she was entirely devoted. In a day and age we're living in, we're in the last days, church. Because not many people want to be devoted to the things of God anymore. Let's look around to the seats, some of those that could be here this morning that are not. They're devoted to themselves, but not to Christ. See, church is only one aspect where I can give honor to the Lord. Attending is bringing honor to the King of kings and Lord of lords. That's the reason why it's so important to get in church. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And when I get together with the rest of the body, then we can rejoice. Then we can get from one another. Then we can know Jesus is in our midst. But when people take what I want to do, they don't devote themselves to Jesus, but she was totally devoted. I'm going to give all, if it even takes my hair of my head that is numbered by the Lord and give him everything I've got. That's what she did. Praise God. She wiped his feet as a sign of devotion. Being thankful is offering something to God, not only out of lips, That's lip service. But your life is an offering of thanks. When you serve, when you do whatever, whether it's in a church, outside a church, whether it's at business, whether it's at home, and you start doing things for the kingdom of God, you're giving thanks to the Lord. You're giving your life. You know what else she did? She kissed his feet. How many ever kissed somebody's feet? That's a humbling point right there. You can't get some people to wash each other's feet on that once a year sometimes. Grace College at least does it four times a year. They have their students wash each other's feet. Grace College. That's a college that's just close to us in Wynon Lake. They present that as a service. But notice what she did. She not only washed his feet, not only bowed down to him with tears, but she dried his feet with her hair, but then she started kissing his feet. The kisses were the love that she showed towards Jesus. This was out of an expression of love. When you kiss, she didn't feel like she could kiss his cheek, feel like she could kiss any part, but she said, his feet, I know they carry the gospel message. I can kiss his feet. I can show love by giving myself to him. When you kiss somebody, you accept in the realm of passing on affection. It's an expression. She felt unworthy, but this is a way 
she can embrace the Savior. Thanksgiving. There's many ways we can express ourselves to the Lord by our lives, by uh, not only our lips, we do and praise, but it's by our actions. And that's what she was doing. Her tears, her hair, and now she's kissing him. There's times I've gotten alone with the Lord. I says, God, if I can embrace you, I would kiss you. I've been alone with the Lord and I felt his presence come down and I just wanted to say, God, let me just reach out physically and just hold you. An affection. Just like I do my wife, I hold her sometimes and we just embrace one another. A sign of affection. Then she kisses me. And she's not only embracing me, she's submitting to me. She's giving over that. An expression. You know why she'd done this? She knew where those feet had been and where they're going. Where they're going. She was giving herself because she said, this is the good news. Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. We should embrace that Jesus came and died. His feet took him in a lot of places on this earth. But the greatest place it took him was to the cross. That was in point of sin, if they will accept him. This woman knew that, that the gospel had been coming from his feet. She went one step, she anointed his feet. Anointing is a calling. Anointing means that you are clothed with, smeared on. A fragrance comes. The flask that she had, the alabaster flask, it's not a box, it was a flask. It was something that they put in as a, an ornament in the house, something of a decoration, and it was a open flask. She put ointment in there, anointing oil. She'd been saving up for a long time, a fragrance that filled the whole house. This is the calling of our Savior. His feet is going to take him further than he's ever gone before, and that was to the cross. But also said, this is the Messiah. She was recognizing. She was prophesying. This is the anointed one. This is the one that came from heaven. His feet is where it's taking, but he anointed one. Smell his fragrance. Smell who he is. He is the anointed one. By the anointing, there's power. By the anointing, there's forgiveness. By the anointing, there's calling. And we have been called by him. The path that he's getting ready to take, not only the anointing was his calling, not his, he was the Messiah, but was going to take him to the cross. And she knew that. She felt that in her heart that these feet were going to go further, but she was so thankful, so thankful. It was a small token of her appreciation, small token of thanks that she could give. Go down to verse 44. Verse 44. The Bible says, Then he turned to the woman. Simon was kind of ridiculing her. He says, You sinner. If you had known that, what a place to be around the Savior is when you're a sinner. People are running away from him, but I run, she ran to him. 
just like us. We need to run to him. Then he said, then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, the Pharisee, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair head. You gave me no kiss, but she, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, say to her, sin, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. Aren't you glad for his forgiveness, church? Yeah. I'm thankful for forgiveness. I didn't deserve it. I was a sinner. I was on my way to hell, and now he comes and forgives me. The weight of that sin is off of me. Now I am clean. Now I am white. And he clothes me with his righteousness and his glory and everything he has for me. By the blood of Jesus, I've been cleansed by the forgiveness of sin. My name is written on this book of life. But this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Though her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sin? Then he said, then he said to the woman, your faith, say your faith. See, you have a part in this. You've got to believe the Savior. You've got to believe Jesus. You've got to believe that he can forgive, that he can make a difference. I have two boys. I'm going to make a statement here because I see them going deeper in. And it breaks my heart. I see them chasing after things that is not going to bring about something that is going to be of good for them. My heart breaks, but all I can say, get to Jesus. Get to it and where he's at his presence. Get to where he is and let him forgive you of your sins. Let him forgive you and make you a new creation in him. Let him take the old and make it pass away that you can become somebody new. You can have new life. Notice what he said to her. Your faith have saved you. Now he gives her some direction. Go in peace. Can I give you some direction, church? How many are saved in the house? You can leave here in peace today. You can leave here in peace today. The world is looking for peace. They're trying to negotiate. They're trying to do this. But Jesus said, I give you peace that passes all understanding. I am the prince of peace. And I give you peace that brings in to your mind and to your heart that you can operate where it needs to be. Peace that the world is searching for. Jesus said, I can give it to you. She came in with the weight of the world on her the sinful life she had. She gave thanks for who he was, repentance. But she became a servant. 
and she left with assurance that she's saved. You know what that word saved means? Delivered. Delivered. She no longer has to worry about the sinful life anymore that bound her up. She's been delivered. Born again and delivered. Thank God for being born again. Thank God for this life that we have. Thank God that he's blessed us. Enter his courts with thanksgiving. Enter his place of his presence as you're entering in and you're moving forward to with thanksgiving. God, look what you've done for me. I didn't deserve it, but you gave it to me anyway. Then he says, faith in the redeeming power of Jesus. He said, your faith, your believing, your trusting of what I'm going to do and I can do. Your sins are forgiven. Then he says, go in peace. What a great statement that he made to this woman. There's many listening under the sound of my voice that don't have peace. They have got the weight of the sinful life that they've been going. And they don't know which way to turn, which way to go. But Jesus wants to give you peace. He wants to save you. And by your faith and your actions, by repentance and say, God, forgive. I want them to play that. I was going to have them play it earlier. They found it. They would play this. Alabaster, I believe it's called. Listen to the words before we move forward in the service. There's a volume up on it. There's a volume down on there. Is it on mute? Yeah, it's up. Okay. That's okay. We don't got it. That's all right. We'll move forward. We had a CD on what happened to it. Hannah does that. And um, it's a good song. It's a good song. When Hannah done that, um, and she done it down the camp one year, she done something that just, it broke me. She turned around. She told the audience, looked at the audience when it comes down and says, you don't know. You don't know where I've come from. You don't know what he's done for me. Only you can tell what God's done for you. Only you can thank him on a personal level and have relation with him and give him thanks. Only you can. This Sunday of Thanksgiving, let's be more thankful than we've ever been before. Instead of looking at what we don't have, we need to be thankful for what God has given to us. We've been blessed in this world and we've been given so much. Stand here if you would, please. Can we just take just a little bit of time and thank him? We dismiss. God, I thank you, Father, for what you've done. I thank you, Father, for what you've given. 
and what you're about to do in our lives, God. Our future is bright because of what you've given to us. Thank you, Father. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. to the Ukraine and I measured many different places in that country up in even Russia and Moscow back in the late 1990s when I entered into this boys prison it's all you can describe it boys galore the auditorium was full and when I made an altar call this one young boy, just a young boy, that committed murder because he didn't have a place to go. And he said, if I kill someone, I'll get a place I can have food. Shelter of my head, be close on my feet, back. His parents rejected him and said, we can't take care of you, and released him out of their care. And I gave an altar call. I described some things. He come up to the altar. He was the first one there. I was down like I am now. And he come, and he grabbed my legs. And he knelt on his, with his feet, down by my feet, on his knees. And he looked up at me. He says, will Jesus forgive me? After I found out what he did, was the commander there, was a colonel in the army, he come up to me afterwards and described what that boy had done. I broke down. I said, the only hope that that boy had was hearing a message. Hearing a message of hope that there was one that can forgive. Because he had that guilt much on him. Because he took a life of one that was an outcast that he was. And he felt that. 
think at the time he was just seven years old. I had to pick him up because he kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. I picked him up, held him. After that, it touched the boys. And there was hundreds in that room. They come, they flocked out of their seats, come up around the front. They get around me, and they, I got to lead them in the sinner's prayer. That boy would not let, let go of me. I looked at him and says, he's forgiven. Everything's going to be all right. That colonel looked at me, and he put his arms around me while I was holding the boy. He said, I've taken this young and under my care as best I can. When he come here, he, he's around me because these boys are not so good. They use him for whatever. But now he found relief. Now he found something that forgiveness. Now he can in peace. That colonel looked at me and says, I want the same thing. And he gave his heart to God that day too. I'm telling you, church, you never know where God's going to send you. But take the message of thanksgiving. Look what the Lord has done. I thank you, Lord. I don't deserve it, but God, I thank you for what you've given to me. You've given me eternal life. You've given me blessings. God, you've given me so much. Before we left, that boy, he was getting ready to go back to his place. He come running. Jumped in my arms again and said, thank you. He kept saying thank you over. And before he left, he kissed me on the cheek. I still remember that. I don't know what happened to him. I pray that maybe the system that they've got there kind of seen through some things and hope make things better for him. But we have a world that needs to see us start by thanking the Lord for small things. Just small things. God, I thank you. As a Christian, the New Testament speaks about us being thankful. More than anything, the Old Testament didn't really understand it, set up this offering, but we, we get to come in. When we do our meals, I've been around people that are supposed to be Christians, and I'm thinking, don't you pray over your meal? Don't you give thanks for what God's done? Just a small token. Let it begin and stay with you next year, the rest of the season, and on. Be thankful. Be thankful. Now, touch your neighbor and say, thank God for you. Come thank on. God for you. Because I thank God for you. Dina's up here by herself. Come on, look at her and say, thank, thank God, God for, for you, you. Dina. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. We're going to let you go. No service tonight. We know a lot is still going on as far as um, people having get-togethers. Don't forget, we do have those families we're helping out this year. Uh, we still got a few gifts that we need to get, and Sister Denise has that back there. December the 18th, we're going to be delivering those gifts, so we need you to get those gifts. Wrap them up, please, if you would. Put the name on there so we know where they're going, and then um, uh, we can deliver them that day. And then that night, we're going to have a Christmas movie. And so uh, we'll do that on December 18th because that's coming up real close to being Christmas. Uh, ladies, you got December the 10th. It's going to be at, at uh, Sister Martha's house. Not Pastor Rick's. Not Pastor Rick's. <laughs> and it's going to be at 5 p.m. on Saturday. 
see Sister Martha if you need anything or need to know some information. Um, also, you're kind of exchange secret sisters. Yes. You're going to reveal that. Okay. All right. Huh? Brother Joe, you got a secret sister. No, I don't either. So it's just for the sisters. <laughs> so. <laughs> secret wife. I don't have a sister. I don't have a secret brother either. <laughs> but anyway, December the 6th. Priest Christmas program at 6 p.m. I think Richard's coming as Santa Claus this year. He's going to dress up as Santa Claus. So uh, next Sunday. So next Sunday. Next Sunday. We have um, Joe. Is that ch right? Chadburn? Great. I just want to make sure we got this right. Is coming in to be speak for us. Uh, he may talk a little bit about World Missionary Press, but I told him I just want him to preach. I think he can preach. I believe he's got an anointing there. I think he'll be blessed. Mm -hmm. December 3rd, Toys for Tots. If you can help out, they'll be at Martin's. If you can go in the morning and help them out, please make that available. I'll get out of the way. No service on Christmas Day. That's on Sunday. And on the evening. No service in the evening. But we will have just a service at 1030 in the morning. No Sunday school that day. But we will have a Christmas service at 1030. All right. I think we've covered everything. Well, we have, okay. December the 20th. Then. Yes. Okay. Christmas Day. Right. It's on Sunday this year. That don't come around very often. So that's going to be exciting. We get to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Thank God he came to this earth. Thank God he died, but he's again rose. And uh, he's living forevermore. Yes. Are you having Sister Joyce have anything for the 18th at night? We just have some snacks we can get with her, and we'll, we'll announce that. Monday, we, can, we always have, when we have those movies, we always have snack foods, and that's always fun. Oh, the guys have to get together, so <laughs> my secret brothers I can get with. <laughs> I'm just teasing on the secrets. <laughs> Don't take it to heart. But anyway, let's look to the Lord and be dismissed. I want my dad, if he would, dismiss us this morning. Hey, Pastor, before you, um, when you were ministering this morning, I was thinking about that um, little girl that was murdered by that um, her the mother's um, boyfriend. And Krista was telling me she went to school with him, and he did drugs and that. Let's remember those that, um, when they're on drugs, I, I know wherever he's at this morning, I think he's in jail or whatever, going to probably be trialed for murder. Let's, let's pray for them because when they come, I've never been on drugs, but I've always heard when you come down off of that, and if you're an alcoholic and you come off of what you've done, you don't remember what you've done. So I know he's being tormented this morning because he has no drugs now in his system. And he's got to wake up and live with that the rest of his life, knowing that he took a, a life. At that time, I'm sure he did not know. And there's many others that are facing that. They don't know, like you had said last week, um, their minds are tormented in that. They don't know what they're doing, why they're doing it at that time. So we do. We need to seek God more and more. Um, for these people because 
Uh, my heart still goes out for him. He needs the Lord. He did a horrible thing, but that little child's in God's hands now. Beautiful little girl. And um, let's pray for these girls that think they, women, us women especially, let's pray for these girls. My heart goes out for that because I've got some that come through this daycare. It's like they need a man in their life. And until you see what we see here, it's sad. And they want somebody just because they're lonely or whatever. But they, they put themselves above their children. And you'd be surprised how many women and girls do this. And it's all about them. It's, it's like their little kids are off the side. And just like this lady, um, they're talking about maybe bringing charges against her because she was told and told and told again by her family to leave him, to get away from him the way he lived. And just don't listen. They, they have that hunger for, to fill that void, knowing that Jesus could be that void to fill there. But they don't understand, and they want to fill it with everything else in the world. And just the way Nathan was teaching this morning, putting everything else before God in our lives. That, um, and my heart goes out for these because I see a lot of that in the daycare, and these kids are just off to the side. They're not number one in mommy's life anymore. Number one, and I've got some gentlemen, they're more of a father than the mothers are a mother. And you're seeing that more and more. But these girls, they need deliverance because it's not about filling your void in your heart. And I know some of them probably didn't have good fathers growing up, Sister Carol. They probably just had what they had. But let's pray for them that um, somebody can reach them and God could reach their souls because they need that. These kids are suffering. So. Thank you so much. Team going in 
pray that God would use them. Not only we gave money, but we want to connect with them with our prayers. Also, some things that's going on, uh, pray for us as we are needing guidance from God, that he would open the doors for this ministry, that we can and open further and go in further than we've ever gone before yes. to do what he's called us to do. <clears throat> so, and pray, if you would. Not now, but pray when you get out of here. Oh, yeah. And when this week. Yeah. Yes, Brother Joe. Sister Martha, while you're at the camera, don't we have a bir birthday coming up this Thursday for somebody? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? 